Welcome to Traditionally Talking, the podcast of the Federation of Victorian Traditional Owner Corporations. I'm your host, journalist Charles Parkiner, and in this podcast, we yarn with traditional owners from across the state about some of the amazing work being undertaken to care for and connect with country, build stronger culture and communities, and much more. The Federation of Victorian Traditional Owner Corporations acknowledges all traditional owners across the land now known as Victoria. We pay respect to their connection to land, waters, culture and law, and to Elders past, present and those who will lead in years to come. I'm joined today by Mike Nurse, the Co-Director of Cultural Land Management with the Tungarung Land and Waters Council. Mike, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem, Charles. Nice to be here. Mike, you are involved in quite an extensive project right now, the Corrop Wetlands Complex and overarching across that. We've got the traditional owner game management strategy. But in our pre-interview yarns, you were talking about a number of other policies that underpin all this. So let's just start it off with an understanding of where and what the Corrop Wetlands Complex is. Sure, Charles. The Corrop Wetlands Complex is one of a number of uh, cultural landscapes that Tunarong are now redefining and uh, re-identifying through the early process of uh, implementing the settlement agreement with the state and returning Tunarong people to country. In the days before the colonial period, the old people of the Tunarong worked and navigated in country over a period of millennia, as, as you know and as listeners know. And we're seeking to understand now how that history can be transferred into contemporary context along with the knowledge and uh, the practices that came along it to, to heal and care for countries. So uh, This was important though from a flora and fauna perspectives, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. The um, flora and fauna are uh, two uh, entities of country as uh, spoken about how country sort of manifests its entities and other elements of country that together form uh, basically what traditional owners uh, often term as a family member, country as a family member. There's a very deep understanding about the, how that transfers into land management for healing and caring for countries, so we're activating that. But one step before we can do that is to repatriate the rights for planning, management and governance. So once that framework's in place, as it is through a number of policy documents now and hopefully through the development of a new law for public land management, we'll be able to activate those rights to heal and care for country through, through that framework of planning management and governance and Corrup is one of the places where um, Tunarong people want to start to work and play that out and work out how that might work in contemporary Victoria with the uh, colonial structures in place. Now whereabouts is it located because it's a fairly wide area I believe it's 21 individual sites across public and private land and also what 5900 hectares so quite a sizable part of land whereabouts actually is it? It's just west of Stanhope in northern Victoria and actually on the northwest corner of Tunarong country, at least the, uh, the wrap boundaries around country. Mm. So uh, that part of country used to be um, a wetting and drying wetland complex 
uh, with a number of connected wetlands that would uh, fill and, and empty as the, with the seasonal rainfall patterns. But that um, provided a great deal of biodiversity and also a great deal of bicultural diversity, cultural values associated with biodiversity for that area that um, made it an extremely important place, a culturally significant place for, for the Tunnerong people. And you mentioned a couple of policies, and we spoke about those beforehand, so we'd better dive into those. So give us the good gen on that. <laughs> I'll try and be brief. It can be a dry <laughs> topic, but... The cultural landscape strategy um, uh, is probably the underpinning policy. That document was launched by Minister D'Ambrosio about a year ago now, a year Mm -hmm. and a half ago, and that sets this framework for planning, management and governance of public land in Victoria. So that provides the overall framework and connected to that was an earlier developed document that I worked with um, traditional owner senior leaders over about a two-year period to develop the traditional owner game management strategy So the game management strategy gives effect to what are currently um, state game reserves in Victoria. There are, I think, four state game reserves within the Corrup Wetlands Complex and Tunnerong's desire is to transform the planning and management and governance arrangements for those um, state game reserves and incorporate them within a cultural landscape approach. So So before you go on though, what actually is a game management reserve or game management area? It's an area that's um, reserved for hunting by shooters. There are rules and regulations around that and the the Game Management Authority plays a compliance role and a management role around that. The actual day-to-day management of the state game reserves is undertaken by Parks Victoria. So we'd be seeking to work in partnership with both those authorities to change the way management planning and governance is undertaken over those game reserves. Mike, in order to gain more of an understanding, can you give us a bit of an overview of the Tangarung Cultural Land Management Strategy? The Cultural Land Management Strategy has been um, developed by my fellow co-director Matt Shanks and I over the last couple of years and it lays out a vision that supports the community's vision for healing and caring for country. It also connects quite well to the pathways that have opened up through these other policies, the Cultural Landscape Strategy and the Game Management Strategy. So... It talks about community's vision for healing and caring for country, which is categorised under healing knowledge, healing country, managing country and governing country. So at the Corrup landscape, wetland complex, Tanarong like to call these waterscapes where they're water-based cultural landscapes. There'll be a program of work to heal knowledge through understanding the seasonal ebbs and flows of that system, the energy flows within that corrupt landscape system, the important species. There will be a period of healing and applying practice, particularly for cultural flow management, but also cultural fire and also gardening of the environment. A suite of practices that, uh, together with the conservation practices, will heal and care for that part of country. There's also a phase of planning, which is in the managing country component. So a a collaborative management plan will be developed for the Corrup cultural landscape that will be reflective of the the entire landscape and individual plans developed for each of the assets, including the state game reserves. So what are some of the physical activities that we might expect to see over the next couple of years across this 5,900 hectares? That talks to the the early stages will be the resetting of governance arrangements, uh, the way decisions are made around management of that significant area. So we're about to undertake a 
co-design workshop, as we call it, working with partners to develop a long-term management plan for that area and the more reform governance arrangements that will be a, a respectful partnership of all the parties with interests. So who are some that. of those part- partners? Um, Golden Murray Water, uh, right. Golden Broken Catchment Management Authority, Parks Victoria, Delp Water and Catchments, the Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions uh, around the Gaden Reserves uh, and the, the Game Management Authority around the Game Reserves, Field and Game Australia because they're a community group that works with and supports their members' interests around Game Reserves and the community groups that are around that reserve system whose interests include fishing and water skiing in part for one of the wetland areas. So what are some of the big challenges or dangers facing the area now and historically since colonisation, invasion, whatever? Like many of these um, water-based systems, there have been very significant changes made to the natural flow regime for, for wetting and drying for a wetland system. So water's being diverted for irrigation use, of course. So there's a delicate balance and negotiation to be made with the different interests to bring everyone together at a very significant, and I'm sure you know this, Charles, but each of the nations I've noticed in my period of working with traditional owners is they have their own sort of flavour, if mm. you like, of culture and identity and country. And for me, one of Tunarong's particular attributes is partnership. There's this incredible sense of w- wanting to work collectively with other nations internally and with partners, um, uh, government agencies and private landholders externally. So I'm hoping that that spirit and, and nature of Tunarong's identity we can use as a key strength to have these cultural landscapes you know, managed really quite successfully and, and collaboratively across all the d- various interests. Time-wise, what's the scope of the project and what are some of the key milestones that you and the Tungarung yeah. expect to achieve during that period of time? The key things will be, as I've said before, setting up those governance arrangements and then will go through a period of, of applying one of the significant practices of reading country. So knowledge holders uh, and elders and other knowledge holders will gather and work on country to understand the health of country, read the indicators of country that tell you how to apply practice and also when country's healthy enough to withstand that kind of activity. So there's a whole period of reading country to be undertaken and in contemporary context that includes the ecologists and the hydrologists and the other experts mm. walking hand in hand with the Tunarong to understand both sets of values and then seek management which will incorporate and heal both sets of values um, biodiversity as well as biocultural diversity, cultural flow management as well as water for other purposes. So currently how long is the project planned out for? How many years? We haven't done the co-design yet but I'm, right. uh, I'm gathering um, investment from different parties at the moment. Um, there's about just over $400,000 um, available to, to start this work. But the complexity of the funding model that the government used means I have to juggle many different parties to those funding agreements and what they're seeking to achieve through that funding. And one of those funding streams is a Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions grant to set up a planning process for three of these state game reserves. So that's a great contribution. And I've been trying to get other uh, investment streams in to support the governance and the management arrangements and the reading country. So we need all those things to be working together. We can't just do a plan for a state game reserve in isolation of its cultural landscape context. 
Do you expect that there will be learnings arising from this particular project that can be shared with other traditional owner groups and other organisations across Victoria and even further afield? Absolutely, and uh, there's a mechanism that was set up for the development of the game management strategy to do that, a a co-governance group, Mm -hmm. and I'd hope that that co-governance group can continue to meet and reform because it has representatives from all over Victoria, from traditional owner corporations. And what do you see as some of the key benefits arising from this project for the Tangarung and more broadly for the general community? For the Tanarong specifically, there's understanding that there is a very significant culturally valued species um, within the Corrup landscape context, the Brolga. Mm. Uh, the Brolga used to gather around that wetland complex in significant numbers. It doesn't do that at the moment with the state of the system as it currently is. Those birds um, gather more in southwest Victoria around the countries of Gundijmara and Eastern Ma. So a significant benefit would be to heal knowledge and practice around Brolga and through doing that there'll be um, an understanding about management of the whole system um, through that beautiful species and an opportunity to, to share that learning and practice with other nations so it can be healed and so that in particular women can come to the fore again and learn and practice um, together. Mike Nurse, the Co-Director of Cultural Land Management at the Tangarunga Land and Waters Council, thanks for joining us today. No problem Charles, thank you.